Hello, and welcome back to the Watchdogs Bark. My name is Drew. I am your host, and I consider myself a watchdog. This is episode 60, and I can't think of anything that rhymes with 60, so we'll just go with that. Cool, huh? Yeah, I never thought I would get to 60 episodes when I started this thing. Now I'm really, really excited about where I'm going. And this episode is going to be really, really intense. I know I've said that before on a couple of others, but this one, I want to give you all the detail that is go- what is going on in our country. The title of this podcast is The Moral Decay of the USA. And I'm going to break down step by step how this has happened. And I guarantee you, after you listen to the podcast, you'll understand this is all being done on purpose. I think you'll also understand why there's been such an incredible rise of anti-Semitism, especially with young people. People under 30 are overwhelmingly supporting Palestine and Hamas over Israel in this conflict. And now, disturbingly, we have a bunch of people praising, believe it or not, Osama bin Laden for what he did on 9-11 and how we deserved it. I'll go into more detail about that later, but right now, I want to start by telling you how our founding fathers created our country. You see, our founding fathers never meant for God to be eliminated from the government. They only meant for government to get the hell out of religion. (laughs) That's funny. Little turn of words, right? All right. The reason our country is in such moral decay is basically for multiple reasons. And you basically have described in the past of the pillars of strength that provide stability and comfort and strength. And that is the nuclear family, religion, and education. Those things are supposed to provide stability and strength and understanding for all people, but they have been changed so dramatically, especially education, that the opposite of stability and comfort is happening. I also hear so many people using the separation of church and state to mean that God should be eliminated from all government and all government agencies, including schools. That is not what our founding fathers intended. In fact, we have a letter written by Thomas Jefferson in 1802. It was in response to a letter he received from the Danbury Baptist Church. They wrote Thomas Jefferson a letter because they were receiving a lot of persecution from other Christian churches, and they didn't understand it. So Thomas Jefferson wrote this letter back to them, and many people, like I said, use his words incorrectly. These are the exact words of his letter. Believing with you that religion is a matter which lies solely between man and his God, that he owes account to none other for his faith or his worship, that the legislative powers of the government reach actions only and not opinions. I contemplate with sovereign reverence that act of the whole American people which declared that their legislature should make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, thus building a wall of separation between church and state. 
That's where many people get this wrong. He goes on to say that adhering to this expression of the supreme will of the nation in behalf of the rights of conscience, I shall see with sincere satisfaction the progress of those sentiments which tend to restore man to all of his natural rights, convinced he has no natural right in opposition to his social duties. Let me explain what this, what this really means, okay? Thomas Jefferson was writing back that says, there is no establishment of religion according to the government. And I know that they actually, the Danbury Church was actually trying to say, look, we're getting persecuted by all these other Christian churches. Is there a standard that we need to follow? Is there a standard of religion that needs to be enacted, basically? And Thomas Jefferson said, no, there is no law establishing a religion because that's what we're trying to get away from in England. England had a church that everyone had to attend, or not attend, but had to adhere to for their form of Christianity. It was the Church of England. And that's what Thomas Jefferson wanted to avoid when we came here to this country. He wanted everyone to be able to express or practice their religion how they would, no matter what. And the most important part of this is the legislature should make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free expression thereof. So the government has no right at all to be in religion. But our founding fathers did not intend for that to be read the other way, where religion has no place in government. They absolutely intended for God to stay in government because that means the U.S. government would also be accountable to a higher power. Let me make my point a little more clear, okay? There is a monument in Massachusetts, all right? And it's about 81 feet tall. It's the largest granite monument in our country. And it's located in Plymouth, Massachusetts. On this monument, it's an octagonal monument, and there are there's one person on the top, there's four pillars around that, and then there's eight pillars around that. So basically, what they wanted to under, help people understand that all the focus is from the top to the bottom. And the top person, the top image on top of that monument is a woman pointing to the heavens and holding a Bible in her other hand. And the person on the top pointing to heaven and holding the Bible is faith. All right. Then under her, there are four buttresses with seated figures. And those figures are titled morality, law, education, and liberty. All right. The reason why those are there is they point, they're under faith. Faith is the most important thing to our founding fathers in this government. Faith. Then the next importance is morality, law, education, and liberty. Well, morality, we know, is in deep decline in this country. Law, oh man, uh, you can twist the law however you want. And education, we don't have a Department of Education anymore. As I said in my last podcast, it is the Department of Indoctrination. And liberty, we lose little bits of our liberty every time the government wants to enact something that is for our protection or for the, good, the greater good. Where have you heard that before? All right, then 
under these seated characters are more of the foundation of what we're trying to, to utilize in our government, what the founding fathers were using or relying on when they created our government. Under morality stand prophet and evangelist. So they're very deeply religious, all right? And I know some of the founding fathers were not religious, but they intended this country to be created on strong principles. And these are the principles. Now, under law, you have justice and mercy, all right? Under education, we have youth and wisdom. And under liberty, we have tyranny overthrown and peace. Okay, this is the most important thing to understand about our founding fathers. They created this country to be held accountable, the government of this country to be held accountable to a higher power. Okay, so let me just go line by line or item by item of the things that are happening in our country that contribute to the moral decay. I've talked about God, okay, and the importance of religion. The, the founding fathers meant for God to be in government. Now, eliminating God from our lives is the single worst thing that's happening in our country right now. Why? Well, because the single most attacked and belittled demographic in our society are white, Christian, or Jewish families. Society despises people who put God first in their lives. And again, like our founding fathers intended, if people are accountable to a higher power, they find strength and stability and comfort. When people talk about getting their lives back together after committing crimes or having an addiction or spending time in prison, overwhelmingly say they found God or accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's not a random coincidence. That is finally being accountable to a higher power. When people are not accountable to any kind of higher power, they have no consequences for their actions and don't feel any responsibility for themselves when they commit crimes or harm others because they believe that they're just here to live life. All right, we're just here to live life. And when we die, well, that's it. That's it. That is why I am telling everyone listening to the sound of my voice, go see the movie after death. All these wonderful experiences that these people are talking about are evidence that there is life after death. And you see, I personally believe that our life here on earth is but a blip in time compared to our existence before we came to the earth and our existence after we will leave this earth. So people need to understand that there will be a life after this earthly existence and that we will be held accountable for that which we do have done on this earth. That is why people that have God in their lives or Jesus Christ in their lives or a higher power live more moral lives, lives with more standards and Yes, sometimes restrictions, but those restrictions are about self-control. That is powerful. Those that do not find themselves accountable to a higher power tend to have less self-control. That is so important. All right, that's the number one thing. The number two thing is 
there's indoctrination in our schools. The schools and the teachers and administrators are ignoring the way a child's brain develops. And instead of purposefully, or instead, they're purposefully confusing them by teaching them critical race theory, gender theory, telling them that everything their parents taught them is wrong. And they can be any gender they want. And God may have made a mistake with them. And that they could even be non-binary, like not really any gender. Or they could be a furry. This is insane. And it's happening on purpose. No wonder children are so confused. They are destroying your child's brain development from kindergarten through high school and even into college. By the time your child gets through the average education and goes to a, you know, an Ivy League college, they become radical, pro-choice, anti-American, anti-religious, supporter of even the member or even a member of LGBTQIA+, and most of all, they are anti-Trump or anti-conservative. They've been brainwashed and demoralized and This has been done to the point where your child can no longer think rationally or see the truth when it's right in front of them. I feel a need to replay this little part of an interview with Yuri Bezmenov talking about what happens when people are demoralized. Listen to this. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, for the last 25 years, actually it's overfulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would, would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, Even if I shower him with information, with with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he he is going to receive a kick in in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes his then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. So basically, America is stuck with, with demoralization. And unless, even if, if you start right now, here, this minute, you start educating new generation of Americans, it will still take you 15 to 20 years to turn the tide of, uh, of ideological perception of reality uh, back to normal, no, normalcy and, and uh, patriotism. So the radical Marxists in this country have been doing this for two generations, about 20 years. Remember what he said, in order to undo this brainwashing and demoralization, it will take, if we start today, it will take 15 to 20 years to undo all of that. And we have to start that. And it needs to start in the home. Parents, pay attention to what your children are learning in school. Do not pass your own prejudices or hatred onto your children. 
This is so important at the beginning of a child's life. And then I thoroughly believe that we need to completely eliminate the Department of Education in this country, cut off all funding to the teachers' unions, because they are responsible for all of this. They're responsible for demoralizing your children and brainwashing them into believing insane things that are absolutely not true and completely counter-offensive to what a child needs in their development, in their brain development. Parents, do everything you can to prevent your child from going to public schools. And do not, under any circumstances, let them go to an Ivy League school. They are nothing but indoctrination centers. And you remember, I've said many times, but it bears repeating. All right? Vladimir Lenin of the USSR said the following, and it is so true. Give me a child for eight years, and they will be a Bolshevik. For life. Basically, meaning, let me brainwash your child for eight years and they'll never think an independent thought for themselves again. They will be so demoralized, they won't even recognize the truth when it's right in front of them. As Yuri Bezmenov said, we could drag some people in this country, we could drag them to Auschwitz and show them. All of the things that happened to Jewish people, the, the atrocities, we could take them to the Holocaust museums and let them walk aisle by aisle through those museums, and they still would hate Jews. They still would be anti-Semitic in all of their thoughts because they have been brainwashed and demoralized. And the proof of that is how many hundreds of thousands of young people under the age of 30 actually support Hamas over Israel. The truly insane thing is when I see those signs saying LGBTQIA for Palestine. Do they understand that groups like Hamas and Hezbollah and the Houthis would throw them off a building for being a member? of the LGBTQIA plus, minus, minus, explanation point, asterisk, whatever, the ever-expanding acronym. They would throw them off a building. They would execute them for living the lifestyle that they are living being a member of that group. Period. That is how brainwashed some of the young people in our country are. They don't even realize they would not be accepted by Palestine. All right, the next step that is happening in our country that is contributing to the moral decay is the breakdown of the nuclear family. Okay, this goes without saying, but society and education has made the nuclear family unacceptable and boring. They want everyone to accept all family structures. And again, I support and love my friends that are gay and lesbian. All right. And bisexual. And I think I have one trans friend, like I said, I I support and love them. And I hope they live a wonderful and fulfilling life. 
But for a child's development, the most important thing is a nuclear family. And I'm going to cover in the next step, but there is a major movement trying to basically rob your child of their childhood. But again, the reason why society hates the nuclear family now and is trying to veer away from the nuclear family is because that is where the best development happens and the most stability happens, especially nuclear families that put God first. Nuclear families that have prayer together. Nuclear families that hold themselves accountable to a higher power. That is one of the reasons why we are, our country is going downhill so quickly. The demoralization of the children. There are so many things attacking your child from all sides. And I'll say it again. Do everything you can, parents, to stop your children from going into the public education system. Get them homeschool, private, if you can, if you can afford it. Just do everything you can. If you can't do anything but send them to public schools, make sure when they come home from school, you sit down and talk about everything they went through that day. I think that was one of the most my favorite things over dinner. My dad would go around and ask all of us kids, hey, what'd you learn in school today? That's important. Be involved in your child's life, parents. And if you find out that your school is teaching your children something that you do not agree with, go to the school board meetings and speak up. Go to the parent-teacher conferences and speak up. This all has to stop. All right, the next step is, of course, the radical Marxist movements like BLM and the LGBTQIA plus movement. Like I've said numerous times, and I will keep saying it, I support my black friends. I support my friends of color. I do not in any way support the Black Lives Matter movement. Because the people that were the head of the Black Lives Matter admitted publicly they were trained Marxists. And now we know Black Lives Matter did nothing for the black community. Did nothing other than cause riots and allow people of color en masse in giant groups to riot and destroy cities and loot and harm and kill. That's basically what happened in those protests. Nothing was accomplished in those George Floyd protests. And like I said, I have personally seen videos where vans stopped by certain corners and threw out a bunch of bricks and placards and frozen drinks. Also, the people in those peaceful protests could throw things at police officers. And again, I do support and love my gay and lesbian friends, but I do not in any possible way support the LGBTQIA plus movement. Why? Because they're going after your children on purpose. There are videos all over the internet of these teachers that are members of this organization, and they're bragging about the fact 
that they're teaching children that they can be any sex they want. They're teaching children that the American flag doesn't belong in our schools, but the pride flag does. This is all being done on purpose, my friends, and we have to stop it. So, these radical movements like Black Lives Matter and the LGBTQIA movement, stop them. Do not support them at all. And I'm telling you, support and love and accept and be friends with your lesbian and gay friends because they're wonderful people. But the organization that they are a part of, and I've talked to a couple of my gay friends and they don't admit, they say, I'm not a part of the LGBTQIA plus movement because I don't agree with what they're doing, especially to children. Bravo. That's what you and my friends of the, uh, that are gay and lesbian and bi, please do not do anything with that organization. Please do not donate any money to that organization. Please do not show up for any of the protests of that organization because they do not have your best interest it at heart. Let me repeat that. The Black Lives Matter and the LGBTQIA movement do not have your best interest at heart. All they want to do is enrich themselves and go after and sexualize and confuse your children. Okay, I don't know about you, but I need a break right now. <laughs> I have gone on a little bit of a rant, I understand, but this stuff really gets to me. Really gets to me. All right, before I continue, with the rest of my presentation, I want to tell you again about an amazing stocking stuffer. Yes, we're going into the holidays, so I want to talk to you about a great stocking stuffer, and that is the AP24 Whitening Toothpaste from NuSkin. It is amazing. I brush with it every morning and night, and my teeth feel polished and beautiful all the time, and I have noticed a difference in the whitening of my teeth. And like I said before, the trick of really making this toothpaste effective is you put it on your toothpaste and you brush your teeth with a dry brush first, okay? That will do more polishing. That will polish deeper into your teeth. And then you rinse with water. And I promise you, you're going to love the way your teeth feel. If you want to see and buy the AP24 whitening toothpaste in fluoride or unfluoridated version, which is the version I, I brush with, Go to my website, twdbark.mynewskin. And remember, newskin is N-U-S-K-I-N. So that's twdbark.mynewskin.com. Also, if you agree or disagree with anything I've said in any of my podcasts, and I hope you'll listen to all of them because I have gone on quite a journey and have become very comfortable and happy doing this podcast now. At first, I didn't think I'd be able to do it because it was kind of daunting and overwhelming to have a podcast that hopefully thousands of people will listen to. And I don't honestly know how many people I've, I have listening. I know pretty much every week about two or 300 listen to my podcast, but I don't know how many are new or, brand or, or regular listeners. I hope you're all regular listeners, but please help me spread and relay the bark by telling your friends and family and coworkers and and schoolmates, all the people that you think need to hear this. And also let them know that I always welcome comments. So if you have any comments, positive or negative, 
Don't hesitate to write me, drew at thewatchdogsbark.com. All right, the other thing that is contributing to the decay, the moral decay of the USA is multiculturalism. And I know people are going to say, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. We have, we have diversity and we all accept that. Absolutely. I 100% love the diversity of this country. There is no country in the world that is as diverse as the United States. I hear people calling the United States a racist country. As a matter of fact, there was, there was a really great interview that I hope I can find, but there's a really great interview of a guy that was talking to a woman that said the United States is the most racist country in the world. And the person interviewing her said, okay, well, what countries are less racist? And I can't find the video right now, but basically her answer was, oh, well, you've got countries like in Europe, you know, that are, that are better. And he goes, okay, but you have to understand that there is less racial diversity in those countries. They have actually more white people and less people of color in those countries. And she got really uncomfortable. Well, I, I, I guess you, that's one way to look at it. And he says, so what you're telling me is the way you can prove that America is the most racist country is to point out other countries that have less diversity. And then she, uh, 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 uh. this is the most diverse country in the world and the least racist country in the world. There is no other country that has the amount of diversity that America has. And there is no amount of, there is no other country in the world that accepts all races more than the United States of America. But what I mean by multiculturalism is causing the moral decay, or one of the, one of the factors causing the moral decay of the USA, is the hyphen. We do not need the hyphen. Okay, there should not be African Americans and Mexican Americans and Latino Americans or Italian Americans or German Americans or any of that. We are all Americans. The ones that are here legally are Americans. And those that are coming here legally want to adopt America as their country. And they want to live by America's laws. And they want to study and become a part of American culture. The people that are coming into this country illegally don't want that. They want to still be prideful of where they came from and bring their culture to this country. And I, I am understanding and, and totally accepting of people bringing their cultural and their traditions and stuff like that. But when they become Americans, we drop the hyphens. That's my opinion. When you become a full citizen of the United States after coming here legally, I believe you need to drop the hyphen and just call yourself American. All right, the next step that is contributing to the moral decay of the USA is our open borders. And for heaven's sakes, please let this movement that's happening right now in Congress to try and impeach Secretary Mayorkas for his pathetic job that he's done on the border and still lying to everybody saying, oh, the border is not open. It's closed. We're sending a lot of people back. No, they're not. 
And you hear those numbers, by the way, last month, 240,000 illegal immigrants were apprehended on the border. And everybody, you know, I hear people like Juan Williams and other Democratic strategists and commentators saying, oh, well, that means that they stopped them. Those 240,000 people were stopped. Well, temporarily. And then they're they were processed and bussed or flown to any part of the country they want. There is videos of guys interviewing the men, and they're mostly men, by the way, interviewing the men sitting along the border fence that are, getting, that are coming into the border, and they ask where they're coming from and where they're going, and it's like from Nigeria and Iran and Afghanistan and Sudan and Jordan and all Chad and all of these countries all over the world. And they say, where are you going? Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, Michigan, Detroit, Michigan. They, they're being bust, paid for by our tax dollars anywhere they want to go in the country. When they come across the border, and they then they set a date for their, what, two to three year in the future for their trial date for their asylum claim. That's, then, they, then they just bus them or fly them to other parts of the country. You know, I saw that the mayor of New York City, uh, Eric Adams, you know, is no longer blaming Texas for shipping migrants to his state because he now understands it's not Texas. Texas, I think, shipped about, what, 13,000, something like that, 10, 12, 13,000, 14,000. That's all that he sent to New York. They now have 120,000. Where did all the other ones come from? Oh, I know. They were bussed and flown in the middle of the night into those cities because that's where these immigrants wanted to go. That's where these illegal immigrants wanted to go. So they come from their country and they're shipped to Chicago, New York, L.A., Detroit, Baltimore, all the places that are complaining about being overwhelmed by illegal immigrants right now. That The state of New York is in deep trouble, and I mean deep trouble. The, my friends in New York I am sorry for what you're about to experience. Your taxes are going to go way up because they have to pay for all of these illegal, illegal immigrants. And for some reason, these sanctuary cities say that they have to provide, at taxpayers' expense, housing and shelter and food and medical uh, supplies, all of the things that we have to pay for, illegal immigrants get for free. Why do you think that is? Oh, I know. They want to fundamentally transform the United States of America. Where did you hear that from? Barack Obama. That's where you heard it from. He was the first president to admit publicly that they wanted to fundamentally transform the United States of America. And part of that plan is completely changing the demographic makeup of our country, and bringing in what they hope to be future Democratic voters. All right. The other thing that the Marxists and leftists in this country are doing is they're creating an us versus them conflict. 
Like I've said numerous times, we can all have our own opinions. And sometimes we just get to the point where we agree to disagree, but we don't do that anymore. This country has become so conflicted because the people in the media and the society say that if some someone you know, like a friend or a family member, is conservative or happens to disagree with you about pro-choice or climate change, they need to be destroyed. They need to be canceled. And that is what is happening on social media all over the place, especially if someone, you know, like Kevin Hart, they found a disagreeable tweet or something he did 10 years ago. And with uh, Justice Kavanaugh, you know, they found something that he did that was disagreeable. And I still don't believe, by the way, Chris, Christine Blasey Ford, uh, her story completely breaks apart when you try and ask her for details because she can't remember anything of it. She couldn't tell anything. But Justice Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh, got destroyed because he's a conservative. Name me any liberal justice that got that kind of treatment in Congress. Doesn't happen. So the left and the Marxists in this country want you to hate and try to destroy people you disagree with. That's what they want. And Abraham Lincoln said it best. Together we will flourish. Divided we fall. That's what they want. They want us divided. Because have you ever heard the expression divide and conquer? When you divide people, they're much easier to conquer. When a whole nation is united in their patriotism and their love for country, they are invincible, especially the United States of America, which is armed to the teeth. That is why we don't have any other country trying and invading our borders with their armies, because they know we're armed. But we're getting so divided, I don't think that's going to matter in the future. All right, and these last two kind of go together. That, that is, we now have a state-controlled media. The media, the legacy media, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, are all controlled by the government. They all say the same thing. I played that one clip in a couple of videos ago where they have a narrative and they're given a narrative and they all must follow that same narrative. And the people that are watching those channels and not watching Fox and not watching Newsmax, you need to watch both like I do. You need to sit and there's, there's a couple of channels on DirecTV and I don't know about Dish or anything. But try and find a balance. Try and get your news from multiple sources. Because when you do that, you understand what the left is focusing on, what the right is focusing on, and what you need to focus on is somewhere in between. Okay? And this state-controlled media is brainwashing the people that are watching it. They're saying what the government wants them to say. They are not independent thinkers. They are part of the collective. 
the party. You remember George Orwell talked about the party being the most important thing to people in the future, that they will put party over country. That is what's happening on the Democratic side of things. They are putting party before national security and national interest. It's all about power and control. All right. And the worst offenses of all that are happening, that are contributing to the moral decay of the USA is social media. Do you know that one third of the young people under 30 in our country get their news from TikTok and other social media apps? Do you know that the percentage of suicide is highest in our youth right now? Why do you think that is? Social media is purposefully designed to be addictive. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all of those apps are purposefully designed to be addictive. And let me tell you, they are more addictive than cocaine, crack, tobacco, to, you know, nicotine, all of those. Because we see children sitting for hours flipping through these stupid, mindless videos on social media. And the worst offender is TikTok because of what happened recently. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, there was a letter in 2002 written by Osama bin Laden to America where he justified what he did on 9-11. He justified killing nearly 3,000 people in those Twin Tower attacks and the Pentagon attacks on 9-11. The justification was America is evil. America is the great Satan. America are the occupiers of countries all over the world. And they interfere in other countries all over the world. So they deserve to have this wake-up call. And over 14 million people viewed people talking about that letter and how they were so shocked that Osama bin Laden was justified in what he did. My friends, <laughs> I am telling you right now, it is so Horrific what is happening on social media right now. And like I said in my other podcast, children are going on social media to self-diagnose. Children are suffering from depression or trauma or abuse. And they go on to social media to find comfort and to find out what they can do to get out of this. What they can do to feel better about themselves. And what they discover is they have insanity. They have clowns. They have evil on social media that is perpetrated all over the world. They have people doing insane, disgusting, horrific things. And the more shocking those videos are, the more addictive they are. The people that are getting rich on TikTok and social media are the insane people that are doing things that normal people don't do. 
and I can't even describe some of the things I've seen. I, I, I don't even want to describe. I don't even want to give any reference or glorification of some of the things I've seen on social media. But suffice it to say, I almost puked a couple times on the videos I've seen, and I shook my head in disbelief on many things, and other things I watched a second of and flipped immediately because it was so shocking. Now, TikTok has agreed to take down all the videos that were praising this Osama bin Laden letter. It's too late. It's too late. The damage has been done. So, my friends, I will say again, with all the power I can possibly put forward, TikTok needs to be banned in the USA. And yes, I know there's 150 plus million, and I even have friends that are making a little money on TikTok. And I know other businesses have put all of their advertising dollars into TikTok. I don't care anymore. TikTok needs to be banned. TikTok is not only used to spy on Americans, but it's also brainwashing masses of people. And if you don't think China is aware of how they're brainwashing Americans with what they're doing on TikTok, you are crazy. They absolutely know what they're doing, and they absolutely put algorithms on the TikTok app that make the most bizarre, offensive, demoralizing, brainwashing videos that are going to be the most watched. They put them on everyone's TikTok viewing list. Whether you're a follower of them or not, you flip through videos on TikTok, and it's not only the people you're following, it's other things that TikTok thinks you need to see. And then when you start going down one path, TikTok throws more videos down that path for you to indoctrinate and brainwash you. So TikTok needs to be banned. End of statement. People, young people listening to this podcast, and I hope there's many, but you need to understand what you're seeing on social media is not real. It's performance. Even those videos of you see of your friends and relatives that are showing you the wonderful videos of them on vacation, that's them on vacation. That's not normal life. Okay? That's not everyday reality. Everybody has wonderful days where they do amazing things and they post those videos on things. But a lot of people that go on those social media sites think that's how they live every day. All these things on social media and TikTok are staged. Okay. Social media is not real life and it never will be. One final thought about this. When you combine the people watching these mindless videos, especially the ones that watched videos praising the letter from Osama bin Laden, and then you look at our open borders and how last year 160 people on the terrorist watch list were let into our or were apprehended at our border. 
That means, like I said, if you go conservative, one-to-one, 160 people also made it into our country that are terrorists. I am more worried now than I ever have been of a terrorist attack inside our country, like 9-11 or worse. And you know what? With the brainwashing and demoralizing happening with our social media and the evidence we have of the hundreds of thousands of people protesting for Palestine and pro-Hamas protests as opposed to pro-Israeli protests, I don't think we need to worry about terrorists coming in from other countries. We're creating terrorists in this country. Think about that. All right, one more thing really quickly before I get to my positive message is President Xi Jinping visited from China in San Francisco. And isn't it amazing when a visiting tyrannical communist dictator comes into our country, San Francisco cleans itself up completely cleaned all the streets and put up fencing so that all the crowds can be controlled. And they moved all of the homeless to another place. I hear it was Oakland. So I hear after Xi Jinping and all the other dignitaries leave San Francisco, all those homeless will return. But what this proves is California can do things to clean its streets and make life better for its residents. But they're not doing it because they don't care. They don't care at all about you and your comfort. They are trying to destroy the United States of America. They are trying to, are you ready for it? They are purposefully trying to contribute to the moral decay of the USA. That is shameful. Also, it's really shameful how bad the homeless is getting, the homeless problem is getting in California. There's fires breaking out in encampments all over the state. One huge fire destroyed parts of I-10 in California, they're going to take two months, two to three months to repair. All those fences in San Francisco seem to be working to keep the crowd under control and to keep everyone going the direction they need to do. But the same time, Democrats and the left will tell you fences and don't work the border wall. They, they don't work on the border. Walls don't work. Walls are racist. Okay? So they'll put up fences in San Francisco when a communist dictator visits, but they won't put up a wall on our southern border. They'll put up fences around the Capitol building after January 6th to prevent that from ever happening again, which it never did and never would. And it wasn't an insurrection. And Thank goodness, uh, Speaker Mike Johnson has released the 44,000 hours of those things. And it's funny that um, 
Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, who were both on that January 6th committee, put out videos on Twitter, now X, actually, and they all these violent, violent attacks that happened in the Capitol. Isn't it funny, the timing, that after Speaker Johnson is releasing the 44 hours of video showing that there was not that much violence. The media focused and purposefully edited the videos they received to show that it was all violent. It was not all violent. There's videos like hour-long videos of people just walking through the Capitol. And how many rioters and people that are there to do harm or commit treason or insurrection stay within the velvet ropes? There's video showing these protesters walking through the Capitol and staying within the velvet ropes. Does that sound like an uh, insurrection and violence at the Capitol? No. All right. And then finally, talking about the fences and walls, the elite will put fences and walls around their homes to protect themselves, but they don't believe that a wall on our southern border will protect our country. That is the height of hypocrisy. Okay, this final positive message, it's about five and a half minutes. I'm going to still play the whole thing because it's so powerful. It's by a speaker by the name of Eric Thomas, and it's talking about stop thinking negative thoughts. And those that are still thinking negative thoughts and holding on to grudges and stuff for long, long times are still too immature in that area. He'll explain, and it'll make a lot more sense when you listen. Listen to this. We all have 24 hours. All right. What makes some of us average, makes some of us good, some of us great, is not the family you was born into. Right? It has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with your social economic status. It has everything to do with how you command your life. So if you have a bad day, which is no such thing of, it doesn't exist. You had a bad moment and you were so immature that you let that moment dictate the rest of your day. Right? And y'all not kids no more. I don't do elementary school. Right? I don't do elementary school because they really, a, a fifth grader, if I'm talking to a third grader, fourth grader, fifth grader, kindergartner, I don't care what I tell them. They're not at a place of maturity where they can switch their mindset. They're kids. You're grown. And some of you are grown, but you're still a child. And you brag about how you're an adult. You're only an adult because of your age. You're not an adult because you command your life. You're an adult because of your age. And that's not what makes adulthood. You're not an adult because you are 18 years old. You're 25, 26. If you, if you still kept catching temper tantrums, you're still getting attitudes. That, that means you're not an adult in that area. That means that particular area controls you, right? You almost got into a car accident, car accident over with. Car accident been over with 10 hours ago, you still pissed about it. Or you didn't got into it with your friend. That happened two days ago and y'all still not talking. That's immaturity, right? And let me tell you something. You don't know how many days you have. Like, I'm just going to keep it 100. You don't know how many days you have left. You don't want to be wasting days. Like, you, you're, not, you're, not a, you're not God. Like, you don't create. You, don't, you can't wake yourself up. You don't know how many days you have left. You can't be playing with the days you have on foolishness. So you, you have to learn how to control yourself. 
right? And so y'all know my circumstances. I'm not here because I'm sweet. I'm here because one day I was like, yo, you need to get a control of this, bro. You need to get control of your life. You do not have control. You watch a dog on TV playing video games and you should be out here grinding. So there are people all the day, oh, people are ET. Bro, you do not want to be me. You're not ready for this grind, bro. Some of you, you can show up when you're at home, when you go on the road, you struggle, meaning that when things are going the way you want, you cool, but when it rains, you, like, you got to grow up. Like, your body does not control you. If the money, if I got to get up early in the morning and get the money, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a morning person. If I got to go play somebody in their hometown and they got home on the van, I'm about to come bring the heat. Like, listen to me, like, you got to stop playing. So most of you, what happens is when everything is favorable, you a beast. Make sure you understand what I'm saying. When everything is favorable, meaning like whatever conditions you like, when those conditions are right, you a beast. But when the conditions ain't right, you get smacked in the face. You gotta grow up. You gotta make, you gotta make every, you gotta make, you gotta be a morning person, afternoon person, night person. You gotta be at home person, on the road person. You gotta be when you when you when you feel good person, when you sick person, when you tired person. I took it offensive. My man looked at me, you tired. I'm like, bro, have you lost your mind? I'm about to kill it. Well, I had to do back-to-back -back speeches. Four o'clock to five, then they wanted me to wait till eight to start again. I had to sit there for three hours and wait and can't and like let's go. Each one of us, the things that you don't have control over is the things that's keeping you from being sweet. And at what point are you gonna fight against that? that nature in you that you know. So if I was to ask most of you, you already know what your challenge is. You ain't dumb, you know what it is. You just don't fight it. And I'm, I'm, I'm challenging you to fight it. And the only reason you're having a bad day is because of what you're thinking about. Now I read something that said that the human brain is phenomenal and it can think like of a million and something different things, right? It's just, it's explosive. But the one thing it cannot do is it cannot think of two ideas at the exact same time. It does not have the capacity to think of two things at once. Now it has the capacity in the hour to think about a whole bunch of stuff, but at one particular moment, it cannot think about more than one thing. So if you're having a bad day or having a bad moment, it means you're probably focusing on what? Whatever that bad thing is, that's what you're focusing on. That's why your life messed up, because you focus on the stuff that's wrong. You're not putting the same energy on what's right. And it's just weird how we are as humans. We notice the bad and we talk about the bad, but we don't notice the good and talk about the good. We don't harp on the good. And that's what you do wrong. You focus so much on the negative that you forget all the positive. And then when you do think about the positive, you're not putting the energy in the positive like you put in the negative. So it's no secret. You are where you are because you focusing on stuff you ain't got no business focusing on. Man, I love that. That is so powerful. And I'm telling you, he is 100% right. If you hold on to grudges and you let one 15-second negative experience ruin your entire day, that means you're immature. That means you haven't gained the maturity necessary to understand how insignificant that one event was. If you aren't talking to your friends because they voted for Donald Trump, you're the ones with the problem. If, they, if you are not talking to your friends because they are pro-life versus pro-choice, that is your problem, not theirs. You are the ones that are immature, not them. That is so powerful. Listen to that 
five and a half minutes over and over and over again, because that is powerful. And Eric Thomas, by the way, was an ex-football player and uh, very powerful. So I love this video so much. I think I've listened to it probably 10 times already. I think it's just absolutely amazing. If you want an amazing, successful, unbelievable, incredible life, stop focusing on the negative. Start focusing on the positive. Because as I've said before, what you focus on expands. So are you going to focus on and concentrate on negative and make your life focusing on negative? Or are you going to spend your life focusing on the positive and accomplishing and achieving your dreams? All right. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. If I really, really appreciate my listeners, and I hope you'll help me relay the bark. Tell your friends and family and everyone you know about this podcast, because my dream is to expand it to where I can tell millions of people what is really happening in our world, because so many people are brainwashed and demoralized and don't even recognize what is in our world right now. What I don't recognize is our country. I don't recognize the United States of America anymore. I hope I can get to recognize it again. I really do. But thanks again for listening to this podcast. If you agree or disagree with anything, don't hesitate to write me, drew at thewatchdogsbark.com. And until next time, create an amazing day. And please help me relay the bark.